Who told you? Who told you you don't belong? Who told you you don't fit in? Who told you you're too much? You're too little. You're too old. Too young. You're too weak. Who said you are just not our kind? Lean in and listen well. They were wrong. It was a lie. A lie hurled at you at a moment of hurt. That your enemy wants you to believe for a lifetime. How do you know, you ask? Because God says so. And he always gets the final say. Let the weak say, I am a warrior. Others might have called you an underdog, but we say you're an overcomer. The day you stop believing what other people think is the day you get free. We get free to set others free. Underdogs don't just get over it. They overcome it. They never forget. The resurrecting power of Christ is living in them. You know that thing that tried to destroy you? It happened for you. I see it. We see it. You are a mighty one of valor. You are a warrior for freedom's sake. You are a warrior made for war. In a battle that belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. It is time to fight the right fight. You have permission to become. So take your place, warrior. You are wanted. You belong. You are a warrior for freedom's sake. God is calling you up. Become a Revelation Wellness Instructor. Download a packet today. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Today is a very special podcast. I am introducing you to my new friend, Tasha Edwards. We actually go back. I've been following her for some time on Instagram, but as of three weeks ago, she really started hitting my feed a little more often, and we were in the beginning phase of the um, George Floyd, what happened with George Floyd and this what God is bringing to the surface with racial injustice and social injustice. We are the body of Christ. Diversity is what we do. But I had yet to really hear the story of what it's like to be a black woman in the fitness industry. Tasha's gonna tell us. Tasha's gonna share with us today. She is a 16-year fitness professional, so her and I could uh, probably compare some dinosaur bones together, <laughs> um, the experience that she has, the love that she has for people, man, my heart was sinking in time with hers. Like I felt like my heart was beating at the same time with hers. So I encourage you to listen to this uh, podcast today. It's important to everyone that we don't, here's what I know, our, we are quick to forget. Our brains quickly like to go back to what is comfortable, but not for you. This is why you rev the word. This is why you show up to this podcast because change is happening in your brain. But it is important that you get new information, hear things you've never heard before, and to hear testimony of someone's story, it does something to your brain. The second thing is it should evoke some emotion. So let it evoke emotion, let it make its mark. We cannot go to sleep. Racism is not okay. 
If you haven't heard me say that, I'm saying it now. It's not okay because it is the antithesis of unity in the body of Christ. And I know, and I'm grateful for all of our donors here. You are on mission with us to see uh, generational chains of physical and spiritual poverty, which racism falls into, be gone <laughs> in Jesus' name. And now I have exciting news. Before I let you go listen to this podcast, I want you to hear something. Um, Tasha got our wheels turning and we are praying in that time. We, we've This whole season, everything feels like a big pivot right now. We have prayed as a team, spoken um, to our board and have gone forth before the Lord and have heard the call. We are opening up for the first time ever something called our Fellowship Scholarship our fellowship scholarship. This is to provide an opportunity to, be, to become a revelation wellness instructor to all people without regard to their race, color, or national origin. The fellowship scholarship will provide you with complete payment to become a revelation wellness instructor. If you've ever thought about becoming an instructor and there, the financial need is there, I, I would, we want you to consider applying for the fellowship scholarship. Here's what you need to do. Download a packet. If you haven't, download one now. If you have, reach out to your enrollment advisor. You'll be assigned an expert, someone that has is a Revelation Wellness instructor and talks to many people every day about becoming an instructor. And remember, Platoon 25 is our first ever online at home program. So we are excited to make it accessible for people, donors. Thank you. You are making this possible that we can get to anyone no matter their race, ethnicity, color, you are to be here. So look at that, um, download a packet, talk to your um, enrollment advisor, and they will send you a form of more information about applying for our fellowship scholarship. The word fellowship means come together. Let's come together and be the body of Christ. Donors, thank you again. You open up these opportunities. We uh, have our ambassadors. If you are someone who wants to specifically work with a community uh, like um, Tasha might be talking about today or any community and financial, uh, more of a constraint, consider becoming an ambassador. That's a different. Ambassadors get provision on the back end for starting their classes um, and other things, but they have to already be doing something in communities. This is for just anyone. Fellowship scholarship is for anyone who wants to learn what it means to be a Revelation Wellness instructor. No strings attached. Okay, download. Platoon 25 is going to be the best ever. Enjoy today's podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. All right, podcast family, um, I am introducing you today to a new friend, well, old friend, kind of new, I guess a social media friend, um, Tasha Edwards. Uh, Tasha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, honestly. so, so truly grateful. Um, as you all know, we're coming, we're just, been, we're in a heated time, I mean, between COVID-19, George Floyd, I mean, that two weeks, is it three weeks ago now? I mean, it just hit a boiling point. And um, I was on my social media trying to figure out and hear the voices. And Tasha, I came across your Instagram story and mm. you stopped me in my tracks 
in such a beautiful way because you spoke to the language um, and the mission to what God's called me to, and that is this this fitness industry and the wellness world. So um, let's first get a little history on you. Tell people your your fitness background, how you got to where you are today, and your passion for fitness. Oh gosh. Um, so I'm going to give you a technical answer because um, my fitness career actually started out of necessity. Um, I had gotten engaged, married, and pregnant in six months. And then I I moved to another city with my son. Um, my husband lived about an hour away. And I now have two kids, you know, and I'm a stay-at-home mom when I went from being a, a single mom with two jobs. So I need something to do with my time. And my son was having some behavioral problems. So I had decided to go to massage therapy school just because. Um, I was working in counseling before I just couldn't commit with two small kids and my husband worked a lot and I was on my way to school one day and I was rear ended and my son was in kindergarten. I think my daughter was like six months and my husband had to come home. So this was like a Monday. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday morning, he calls and he says, my, my wife still can't move. You know, I have these two little ones and they said, we're sorry, you're fired. Mm. And so my husband's an engineer and he was the breadwinner. And so I ended up losing my house and had to file for bankruptcy and all this kind of stuff. And so we moved to Alabama because my husband is from here. His family's here and his cousin offered him a job. And I took a job selling memberships at a local gym so that I could afford to send my daughter to daycare three times a week. So. It was a, it was a make it, make it work. Like we had to do what we had to do. So prior to that job, it wasn't like fitness was happening, something that you enjoyed doing. It was just kind of getting into the environment. Well, yeah. I mean, I I feel like anytime you look at your life and you realize God's very strategic. So the year, the months prior to us getting engaged, I had, I've been up and down. I'd had these eating disorders. I gained this weight, severe mm-hmm. depression. And I went through this period where in like six months, I lost like 40 pounds. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I had just started getting into weight. But even in this transition between us getting married and us losing our house, I was actually the coordinator of a nutrition education program for Tennessee State University, where I actually went out into communities and taught food stamp participants how to live, you know, eat on a budget. And I also worked part-time while we were transitioning before we moved to Alabama. I worked at an herbs and vitamin store. Okay. And so it all just kind of got stuck together, but I can't tell you that before that time I was this big, you know, gym rat. I went in (laughs) and did the same routine for six months. And I went to Pilates twice a week and, and, and that was it. So it, it wasn't um, like it had been embedded in me, but yeah. it was just the beginning. I, I yeah. really feel like it was. And that, that was what year was that? This was, oh, 2002. Oh, wow. And then, okay. yeah, we moved here in 2004. So okay. it was about six months later when I got certified to teach yoga and became okay. a personal trainer. And it just okay. went. Went from there. It just went from there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you, it's been like seven, almost seven, uh, 16 years or so in the fitness industry. That's a long time, girl. Something like that. Yeah, it, it is. It has changed a lot. <laughs> so have I. As an, <laughs> so have I. Absolutely. Yes. All yes. right. So tell me what you have seen in the fitness. What's been your experience? We're just going to cut right to it. What has been your experience as a black woman in the fitness industry? Lonely. Hmm. So when I started, I was 29, which might as well had been 80, you know, because <laughs> you didn't see, uh, and actually two of the, three of the older women at the gym, the black women who taught at the gym where I worked were all older than me. So we were already kind of not the norm, you know, if that makes sense. And, and, it, and it's lonely. You're, you're flooded with images of how fitness and wellness looks like the thin young white woman. Wow. Yeah. And it feels very, um, even now, I mean, you can look at stock photos from any company and that's mostly what you see, mm. you know? Um, and so it is trailblazing in a way and not to see, not to say that there aren't um, very healthy, very fit black women in, in the space, but we are definitely the minority. Yeah. And so you feel like you're already trying to keep up with the um, demands of being a fitness personality, but then you're trying to figure out how to work yourself around the, the racism that people tell you doesn't exist okay. and being the only one and feeling isolated. It is like, there's this duality that's constantly going on. Like you feel like you have to fight everybody and be perfect. Hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me just straight up and you share this since a little bit of your Insta story, but like, like explicit racism that you have experienced in the oh, yeah. industry. Um, body wise, race wise, you know, being told I was too black to um, teach Zumba. Oh yes. I yeah. Yeah. Too black. And <laughs> I mean, you know, and I have to tell you when I first started teaching Zumba, I tell people, I did salsa like a black girl from the South side of Chicago. I have no, Latin roots, <laughs> but I loved it so Come much. On. Yeah. I learned, I took lessons. I okay. did this, but I brought my black self to the experience because I'll always be a black girl from the South That's side right. of Chicago, you know? Right. And so, or, you know, being called the N word behind my back, you know, in front of other coworkers and, and, and being challenged, you know, like, who do you think you are? Like, how dare you stand up and, and, and be this? And so anytime that I created boundaries or considered it clarity, it was easy to deem me as the angry black woman because everyone else will go along with that scenario. If mm -hmm. I'm the minority, mm -hmm. you know, if mm -hmm. me and you are, are disagreeing somewhere and I'm the minority, it's easy for you to say, you know, she's really just an angry black woman. They say, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And so mm -hmm. just trying to find that balance of being who I am and always feeling like I had to battle, like, am I, am I being a, a offensive? Like, I don't want you to judge me or label me, but this, I said what I said, you know what I mean? And yeah. having to assert yourself without it being seen as aggression because you're black. And, and do you feel that's been an experience for even in just your life in general, just even beyond the fitness industry? 
Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in a, in a predominantly black, I mean, really 99% black community. I grew up in a housing project, you know, and I went to magnet schools my entire life, but my magnet schools were predominantly black. And so I went to a predominantly black university, but the minute I stepped off into the work world, you know, it was like, whoa, you know, and I mean, my family's from the South. My grandmother almost lost her mind when I told her I'd had a disagreement with my boss, who was a white man. My grandmother was afraid I was going to get lynched or something because I spoke up and, and I didn't get it. And I think that's when I realized how deep the trauma is and how disconnected sometimes in our youth that we don't realize the trauma and why people think the way that they do. My grandmother was raised in a, and came into adulthood in the Jim Crow South where she had to quit school to go work in the fields. Mm -hmm. That's real to her, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and trying to maneuver just because Maybe I didn't deal with racism one-on-one so much as I was growing up, but I feel like I definitely got my share. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I definitely got my share, Mm -hmm. you know, when I came into the work world, giving the, giving the bad assignments, you know, or saying basically, let's see if she can dig her hole, dig herself out of this hole. Even at the gym, the, the owner of the gym who actually paid for half of my personal training certification was very verbal about the fact that he didn't think that I was going to make it. Wait, he paid for it, but why, why did he pay for I mean, what, what was the, was there, <laughs> I'm confused. He didn't think you're going to so make it, but I'm going to pay so for this. So am I. It, you know, it was one of those things that in years later, again, as we know better, we do better. Yeah. So there were things that were said and people said, I should have told you then. You know, I was uncomfortable. I didn't really know what to say or how to approach that. And I'm saying, so he was setting me up for failure Mm. and you thought that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. How does, how are, when you show up to the fitness world now and do what you do, what is your, what is your why? Why are you there? Show up for the people. Mm. I show up for the people who feel like or who have felt like it wasn't their space. Mm. You know, my thing, my reason is to open the door. It is totally inclusive to say, I know you thought what was on this side looked a certain way, but I'm just like kicking the gates open, you know? So if you want to be here, then I want to welcome you. Let's go ahead and do this together, you know? My my why is really about community because it's accessible to everyone. Health and wellness should never be about size, race, or money ever in life. Wow. Everyone, I'm going to say that again because your brain needs to hear that. Health and wellness should never be about size, race, or money. What can we, what is it? What could we do to make, to bring those walls down? Do you have, what, is there any like vision that you have to feel like, what is, what is your space? What is your thing? I know Rev, we've been praying on this, thinking about, we're excited about some things, but like, you know, to know that the problem is there because there is a barrier. You're absolutely right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Part of it is when when I look at price, you know, lots of, lots of people 
cannot just pop out of their pocket and pay. Like I looked at a Pilates certification today. I have one, but I looked at another one. It was (laughs) $7,800. You know, I think I mentioned in the video, I looked at a meditation certification. It was (laughs) $10,000. Like, let me just go pull that out my Swiss bank account. Like who (laughs) has that type of money? And so people who even the least bit, because we want people to be certified and trained because that's what keeps, you know, the integrity of our field. But I'm not going to ask you to basically not pay your car note or, or, or sell your car to learn how to teach Pilates. Like, and you know, when we think about the processes, it took me over a year because I still work, you know? So you're trying to not only pay for it, but there's a lot that's involved hours that you have to commit and devote, you know, and, and some of it is learning how to bridge that gap. Maybe there is a program not to sacrifice integrity, but maybe there is a middle program that we can find. Maybe we can find price points or be willing to go into neighborhoods and not just teach, but stay until we can, establish relationships and understand yeah. how people in those communities need for us to show up for them instead of us going over there with our agenda saying today I'm going to pat myself on the back because mm. I went and taught a free class in the park mm. you know mm. that sort of thing amen and and just for podcast listeners and donors that are listening this is why we're also passionate about our ambassadors people that go into these communities and stay and whether two people show up, no people show up, they keep the space they hold and they're, they're not going anywhere and it isn't for or about them in any way. When you say that um, this talking about like the $10,000, in your, okay. In your Insta story, I want you to share this because you stopped me dead in my tracks when you said, um, you, you wanted to do a breathing meditation thing. It was like $10,000 or something. So you looked up the kind of the, the janky version, the lower version or something like to try and get it at the lower cost. And one of the first things the woman said to you was kind of close your eyes, meditate and see, can you tell that story? And then you just, it was. Yeah. I, I think about, I think about it in general, you know, when we are, you know, there's a lot of visualization in the space that I'm in. I teach yoga, I teach Pilates, I teach mm-hmm. bar, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when someone's telling you to close your eyes and imagine that you're on the beach with sand in between your toes, you know, your hair blowing in the wind, you know, if you've never been to the beach, yeah, you can't imagine that. Yeah. You know, you could, but it doesn't feel authentic. You know, what if your version of the beach is like Fantasy Island or something? Like, that's all you know. Yeah. You know, even in our language. And so to think how stressful someone can become trying to imagine something and following the directions that someone gave, but it's set up for people who go to the beach. (laughs) It's so true. It was such a slap in the face of like, oh my gosh. And that is a that is a race that that is a, a an injustice and a kind of a discrimination of, to think, especially when you're asking someone to relax and get yeah. into a peaceful place to then just evoke more trauma in a sense of, of how do I don't know what that is. Yeah. Cause I don't think I, I'm trying to count how many times I've been to the beach. And I mean, I was in my thirties before I ever went to the beach that I can remember. And so, you know, I'm also, 
not all that of, of a great swimmer. Um, so like lying, think about some water run, you know, it yeah, doesn't sound peaceful. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's trauma, but it's just that, yeah. you know, or you're in a, you know, in a cabin in the woods, really? <laughs> never been to the woods. I've never been to a cabin, you know, and, I, but again, I think we just pass this down because that's what we have been taught. So good. Never adjusting, you know, saying that maybe I'm serving a population. Mm that needs something different. You know, we're the change makers. That's really where the call is. We're the change makers of people who are going to say, you know what, that didn't quite work for me. And instead of going along with it, Mm. let me see how I can shift one person, one shift just starts a ripple. Amen. Yeah, that's so good. We are the change makers. I mean, I think, I think that's why people get into this business. That's why they like it or this industry. You love watching and helping people move along even if it's just to get stronger to not hurt when they go for a walk or what all of that right we love those Mm -hmm. kind of things but we also have to be there for them where are they going what are they there to teach us we're not there to just load our information and and be you know the the teacher we're being taught and i think yes that's my hope right now in the fitness industry is that there's this blowing open of the door which we some just think don't even know it was there you know, like, mm-hmm. I think that's this, this now that it's out, it's exposed. People have to confront it for what it is. There is injustice, there is racism, there is social injustice in the, in the mm-hmm. fitness field, but mm-hmm. that we actually show up to learn and do right. something different and new. Yeah, because I, I think we exist in general as society on assumptions. We think we know because something looks like what we related to back in the day. And we assume that. So, you know, even a story about, I eat plant-based, I stopped using the word vegan. Like I just thought vegans went nuts, you know, and it was all about animal rights, but how does that not go along with, you know, social injustice? You can't Mm. criticize someone for not eating kale and arugula and organic sunflower sprouts. If there is no (laughs) grocery store, within two miles and they don't have a vehicle. So Uh instead of assuming that all food stamp participants are standing in line buying steak, shrimps, and frozen pot pies, Mm. you know, that's what we assume. And so it makes us feel better to look down on someone to say, I have spirulina and flax seeds and maca. Mm. You know, Mm. you can't use them if you've never heard of them. Tasha, tell me how has your faith in Christ been a part of this fitness pursuit, this industry, this where you are as a person, just as a, a as Tasha Edwards, not necessarily what you do, but then also showing up to what you do. How is God if been a I, part of that? If I didn't believe, I don't know how I would be standing. Like mm-hmm. you always, there, there has to be a vision of something higher, bigger than yourself, or you just won't show up because I cannot tell you how many times in the past three weeks. I have wanted to call out tired, black, over it, like all of these times. And I showed up because I have to take my place in order for someone to step into theirs. And I realized that that is who we are. And so for me to say now, there are times that I'm tired, like I'm not leaving the house for the rest of the day, let me say that. But I do realize that when I stepped into this role, I have a responsibility I accepted the responsibility more because it's a God-given plan. 
Yeah. Like this is a, this is a passion and a path. It's not a hobby. Yeah. You yeah. know, and when you take it like that, when you take it like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when you show up as your best self and invite other people to do it because you know, you're walking where you're supposed to be walking. Amen. And I am more confident as ever, as stressed out as I feel right now that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Girl, it was I, always. I was praying for you this morning and I knew, I'm like, you got to be tired. You got to be like, it's oh just, it's an intense, intense, hyper-focused time. It almost, and what I would imagine is there a sense of, you have to say it all now because eventually everyone's going to go deaf again. It's already like that. And um, so my Instagram mm. was shut down for several days because I had so many people following me and I couldn't follow back. And I guess Instagram thought I was a bot. So it was like, I couldn't see people's followers. I couldn't respond back. It was crazy. Mm. And so when I was getting, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of likes or whatever on a post, they're, they're, they're going down. And so my thing is not to keep rolling it up and like every five minutes say George Floyd, you know, to get somebody to come back. But how do I make this relevant so that it becomes Every day, it becomes just part of how we live, where we don't have to use special hashtags because it's who we are. Come on, yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel that, yeah. And I, I mean, I just, I want to encourage you because this is just what I do. You are, but never has there been a better time for you to be taking your post and doing what you do. Of course, have the margin for the rest and, and to yeah. say when no is no. But um, this isn't going to go away, and I think that this is the verge of something great for not just the black community themselves, but for this integration of the whole body of Christ, where we're all this, we're supposed to be the diversity and the, the uh, um, just complete, you know, differences should be differences. Don't make us separated and divided. It does unite us in Christ. So tell me, Tasha, um, I have a couple more questions and what's something you could hope for, for, um, the fitness industry in relationship to the black community? Like what are things that we could do or any, any things that you're like, what does the black community need from us that we could provide? Not that you're the spokesman for them, but just throw some ideas out for people that are listening. First of all, thank you for saying that because I do get a lot of questions that are like, I am the black community. And I'm like, well, I don't no, know. What they you're do. not, no. <laughs> One of the things that I would say is um, disbursement of resources. You know, if you, and, and that's in any community, any community that's struggling to bring programs to the forefront, then how do those of us who have resources get it to those people yeah. without thinking about it being a tax write off, without thinking about what the Instagram post is going to look like? How do we begin to disperse resources? And that may be certifications. It may be offering scholarships, you know, being willing to diversify the space. It may be feeling uncomfortable. And maybe you go into a community that you're not the majority, you know, and be willing, be willing to feel what it feels like to get to know people as opposed to, again, Mm. patting yourself on the back because Mm. I went into the community today, you know, that, that sort of thing. So it is, it is definitely about moving resources around. I think there are so many people who are ready to step into it, Mm. but they're like me. I lost, my husband lost his job. I lost my house 
They had to move to a different state. There was no way I had thousands of dollars to go to Costa Rica for three weeks and do a yoga certification. (laughs) That is the most ridiculous. But there were teachers in my space who disliked me because I started teaching with my little $99 certification and I studied like crazy. But there was this, Mm. you're not really a yoga teacher. Mm. But I have 40 people in here doing yoga with me and you have four. Mm. And those 40 people have now an open view of yoga because that's all I knew. It's Mm. community. Let's move y'all and not, you know, how you need to sit and what mantras you need to say. And if you can't hold your feet in Lotus, you aren't worthy. And you know, that, that kind of stuff. So man, yeah, you are, uh, you are blessed Tasha's the Lord yeah. Jesus says, we're blessed when others revile us. We're blessed when you're persecuted. Yeah. You're blessed. It's so yes. beautiful to hear you just keep going, not paying, yeah. you know, yeah, we can glean as much as possible from other places, but nobody certifies us. And I, I want you to list out, I know you have a lot of certifications. I want you to list them out. Oh, but I want to say with this, nobody, no credentials, no letters behind our name qualify us for the purpose and the call of your life in Christ. Like you have been called to this, but doesn't mean don't learn, like keep doing right. it. When right. there's things that we can't afford or can't get to for whatever reason, it does not mean it's a shut door. You show up with yeah. your $99 certificate, your boom box, whatever it is. So yeah. start, start, or go early, go ugly. I always say start, just do yeah. it. Don't wait for other people. Tell me, go ahead, list out your certifications that you Oh my gosh. Created. Come on. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. I have an APA personal training certification. I have both ACE and APA group fitness. I also did fit tour back in the day um, as group fitness. Um, I am a master trainer for Piloxing. I had three Zumba certifications. So Zumba, um, Zumba Kids, Zumba Tony, also strong by Zumba. Um, I taught for Extend Bar. So that was the bar, their TRX bar their bar stick program, their circuit program, and their hit program. And I did Les Mills, Body Pump, Body Jam, CX Works, and Grits. And I have a 250-hour yoga certification. I have a 500-hour Pilates certification. I am a certified integrative um, health coach, a food psychology coach. I'm finishing up my quantum coaching certification so I can sit for the health and wellness coaching national boards, have a master's degree in counseling. Let me see. I did turbo kick. I did, uh, pio. Oh my gosh. I did cycling and I taught step for a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sasha, you, you are like, oh uh, you are a sponge. That's what you just yeah. soak it in. Yeah. And ring it out for what it's worth, whatever it is. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it was a lot of money and I was blessed in a lot of spaces to get scholarships. Some of them, I had to work that $2,500 for yoga. I had to, I did like half of a GoFundMe and then I worked overtime for, I don't know how many weeks. And, you know, part of it is when I, you know, there are certain people that yoga is their lane and Pilates in my, is their lane and less knows is their lane. My lane is people. So I learned to do whatever I had to do because that meant I always had something different to offer 
when I went into a community because if I can't teach body pump because it's licensed, Mm -hmm. I can teach head. I could teach. Maybe you don't want that. Maybe you want to dance. Maybe you want to dance and do Zumba. Maybe you want to do gospel music Zumba. I can do that too. Maybe, (laughs) you know, and so my lane became people. Yeah. I show up for people and that's, that's my purpose. Not, not, not my, not my resume. That's, you know, those are just means to get to the space I'm supposed to be in. I just have this picture of you like a Mary Poppins with a carpet bag. Like, <laughs> what do you need today? Okay, girl, I got it. Let me get that it's out for so you. Funny. I have a stack. I have a notebook with, uh, and I still, and I still have certifications. I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. I did that. I did that. That are in a, a binder. And I keep some of my referrals, like old, some thank you cards and stuff like that. You know, when I was in fitness magazine one time and my kids think it's hilarious. They're like, oh, there's your book again. There's your book again, you know, and so there's your book again, there's your book again. And, and, and so when I was like applying to, to gyms or whatever, I would take it with me, but I don't even look at it anymore. <laughs> I I just don't, because I said that, that's a, that was a lot of time and a lot of money. And I just mm-hmm. feel like at this point, I am now integrating what I need. Like you said, for such a time as this, mm-hmm. however, I need to show up that's how I'm going to show up and bring whatever tool I need to get to the people. Tasha, God's going to use you in mighty ways. He already is. He already is. And uh, I'm really, really honored to know you and truly to spend time with you. One, a couple, one, a couple things comes to mind. One, Lawrence Biscontini. I saw that you, did you, you know him from the the circle or the circuit? Yeah. Well, and you know what? Um, I, I was a fan of Lawrence. I've done lots of SEWs. Like, you know, I was going to SEW when nobody in my area was going and they're like, what in the world is that? And, um, I got connected to Lawrence. I knew that Lawrence was doing a mentoring program. Uh, Jen Hall is a great friend of mine. And Jen was like, you know, you got to check out Lawrence and me and Lawrence, you know, would talk and then stuff started happening. I, I just got disconnected and, and, and Lawrence contacted me and was like, Hey, can we talk? I said, yeah, what's up? He said, I have this thing. And there are like three people, these national teachers who have mentioned you by name, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I totally respect the the space that Lawrence is in right now. I think what he's doing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is look at one of those fitness works, six hours of every fitness person you want to know, you know, his, his heart. And how he's working is just yeah. so phenomenal. And, and we need that piece. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm so excited. I just get excited. I mean, I know it sucks of what we're going through just as a, as a nation, yeah. as a world um, right now. Yeah. But I just got there's something amazing. God has been weaving something beautiful on the other side of this. So I pray, Tasha, that you don't grow weary. Um, Thank and- you, because I, I feel weary today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel weary today. And if I can just say this for consideration, I don't, I, there's such a dichotomy because you're feel, you feel like, or I'm going to say, I feel like I'm fighting the system and I'm fighting the people who want to tell me how to fight the system. Yeah, that's right. It's like, you're stuck in the middle and no one is happy. So at the end of the day, I have to surrender 
the expectations that others have of me and saying, am I doing what I have been called to do? And that's it. That's it. But every, I feel like everybody's mad at me right now, but I don't think you're, I don't think anyone's showing up to the day unless they feel like someone's mad at them right now. Yeah. You know, know? I'm, I'm the sensitive type and, and I literally, I had, I had to zip it up. Like one night I went to bed at like seven o'clock. I mean, it is bright outside. And I literally got in the bed and turned, I probably threw my phone across the room (laughs) and pulled the covers over my head. And I said, I just need to sleep for a minute, you know, and and it is, it is a lot, especially I still have to work. I'm still teaching seven, eight, 10 classes a week on top of my personal training clients and writing programs. In the meantime, trying to keep up with everyone who wants me to do something or feels like I'm not fighting well, or I'm not fighting mm. fair. And now mm. I'm everybody's friend and like, mm. it's a lot. And so my, my pace now is to, when it doesn't feel right, Mm-hmm. that's it. I'm going to be clear. Yeah. It's not catty. I, I discussed this with my group this morning. Be clear, set boundaries, know what your alliance is and who you're aligned with. with. Check that ever so often and go forth. Amen. You said this in one of your posts to don't be so encouraged. Don't be so concerned about taking a wrong step. Be concerned with not taking a step at all. Right. That will paralyze yeah. us. If we think we're yeah. going to mess something up, take a step. I, I agree. Um, I've had so many people who, and if you know me personally, I mean, you can pretty much know, you can call me with all your mess and I'm not going to say that was offensive and you shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. I allow people to come to me, mm-hmm. honestly, people I didn't even know in, in their space because they're saying, I honestly don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. You said it and then I give it back. Well, how do you feel about that? Like, I'm not here to um, (laughs) make you feel better about yourself. If we're having a conversation, let's have a conversation. But I have one friend in particular and bless her heart. And I'm not going to call her by name because she's known, but she's a really good friend of mine. And I was in the parking lot of the bookstore and she called me and she said, Tasha, I have got to talk to you. I have got to talk to you right now because I didn't understand white privilege. I didn't understand this. I didn't understand that. And I just want to talk. I want to make sure that I understand. And she said, and I knew you wouldn't judge me for not saying this eloquently. No, what I appreciated was you reaching out to me and trusting me as your friend. That's what I appreciated. Mm, that's good. It's the silence from whether it's people I have worked with or worked for, organizations I have aligned myself with, that silence. Yeah. I have probably been more affected by that. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it does hurt. Yeah, it does. Tasha, if you wanted everyone to know one thing about Jesus and the time we are in right now, what do we what do you want them to know? There are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. Huge. this is not accidental yeah that's good oh okay three fun questions before you go okay i like fun yes um coffee tea or kombucha which oh my gosh coffee 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 (laughs) coffee all day long yeah i i you know what and i 
in that order because I love tea. I'm actually an oh. ambassador for Organic India. I love tea. But coffee is <laughs> coffee is my spirit animal. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, preferred way, if you had only one way to move your body, pick. Get, like, what's the soulmate workout? Dance. Oh. Any type of dance. I am a dancer. I think I came out of the womb a dancer. Did you dance like when you were young as a kid? Like dance classes? Put on a tutu, well, do the whole thing? No, you know what? I, I will tell you <laughs> that my parents both worked full-time jobs and they couldn't afford to send me to classes. So when I was nine, I started a dance team at my what's now considered the Boys and Girls Club. I watched Soul Train. I watched American Bandstand, <laughs> Natural Talent. I made it up. I was the coach. I was the <laughs> captain. I was the choreographer. And um, when I got, again, because I went to magnet schools, when I got later up in elementary and high school, I was able to dance through school. Also yeah. in college, I danced them in college. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Even when you were at the Boys and Girls Club, you're just, you in your carpet bag. Okay, I'm going to figure yeah. this out. I'm going to go teach yeah. some people. We're going to join. We're going to have a team. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend like those people. Awesome still laugh at me, you know, like every now and then I'll get an inbox that says fire stars because that was our name. So yeah. Fire yeah. stars. <laughs> fire stars. We are the fire stars. Fire stars unite right yes. now on the earth. Fire stars unite. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then favorite pair of workout yoga pants or like yoga wear clothing line that yours your go-to. Whatever's on sale. Um <laughs> I probably have a more Athleta because I worked there uh, for a while. Yeah. But anything that's black with compression is my jam. <laughs> You're not, you don't wear color pants? Rarely. <laughs> rarely. We, we all know the secrets of what happens. Rarely. Where the color is something. Yes. Something goes on down there and you're like, well, yes. that doesn't look good. It's true. Black yes. covers so, everything. It does. Black and compression. Whatever branded, actually, the ones that I have on right now, one of my clients referred to me. I bought them from Amazon for like sixteen dollars, and they yeah. feel so great. Yeah, yes, but I I've, like I like Lululemon pants too. So I've heard some really good finds on on Amazon. Some people that I follow, I'm like, okay, but see, I'm yeah. like, I'm the basic size of a twelve year old, so things don't <laughs> tend to fit that well. But you, when we find a killer kid line, I'm in. I'll find yeah. it on Amazon. Awesome. Yes. Yes. All right, Tasha. Well, thank you so much. Um, we love you at Revelation Wellness. We love you. Thank you. Um, we want to see you here more often and have you back more often. And we're believing for change. This is not a yeah. one and done conversation at all. Um, no. So I hope that you get some rest and know we're praying for you. And um, thank you. We're looking forward to just being a part of the Tasha Edwards cheerleading team. I appreciate that because, like, right now I'm thinking about decaf coffee <laughs> on the couch something i don't get to do and i'm Go gonna do just chill out i'm gonna just yeah. chill out tonight you blessed yeah. our faces so much thank yes. you for being with us yeah. thank you <laughs>